Welcome to Restaurant Inc., the business of food podcast. Each episode, our hosts discuss the important and exciting aspects of the food service industry and what you need to know to be successful in this business. From ways to build customer traffic, increase profits, re-engineer your menu, and so much more. What are the hot new items and trends in food service? We'll discuss these and more each episode. If you are in the food service business and you want to see more growth, more customers, and more profits, our expert hosts and their guests will take you there. And now here's your host, Adasha Townsend, Managing Editor of Restaurant Inc. Magazine. Okay, foodie fans, we've got a real treat for you today. We've got Paul Kahn in the studio. Well, actually, it's a VEC one of his top restaurants for one-off hospitality group. And today we're talking to this legendary chef and author of Cooking for Good Times. We're talking about that today, and this is an interview you don't want to miss. We are having a good time, aren't we, Paul? Uh, So far, so good. I want to talk about Cooking for Good Times, your latest book, your second book. Second and final book. Oh, come on. This is not. Hell yeah. Can I swear on this thing? <laughs> you, that's as far as we can go. <laughs> okay. But Cooking for Good Times, what made you decide to do this book, this act, this concept for this yeah. book? Well, you know, um, it's a long story. I won't go too deeply into it, but I really, I, I really didn't want to do a cookbook. I tried twice. You know, my, my original dream was to do, and people have done it since. I, I would have been the first to do it or one of the first. I really wanted to do a comic book cookbook. And there's I, a lot of comic in here, though, which is so interesting. Really? You have some fun, funny stuff going oh, on. Oh, I, no, I mean comic book. Okay. Like, uh, illustrated like a oh, comic really? book. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and I actually started working on it with Michael Ruhlman. You know mm-hmm. who he is? Mm-hmm. Um, did the French Laundry Cookbook with Thomas Keller. And uh, he was too busy. I was too busy. We just got derailed. Um, you know, I tried to do another book. The timing wasn't right. It was at a certain part of my life when I was really deeply entrenched in all the kitchens. Um, and that's what I wanted to do. And... Um, about four years ago, I was actually driving to the airport in New Orleans in a taxi cab, and my agent, who I'd signed up with about 20 years ago, 20 years prior, called me, and she said, she'd call me every year and say, Paul, are you ready? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I might be. This could be the time. She said she had a, 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 a young lady who she represented who was moving from Brooklyn back to Chicago, um, who we co-wrote the book with, um, Rachel uh, Holtzman. And uh, I just went for it, and we, we, we wrote a proposal based on the publican and the idea of uh, following the product, following what comes in the back door, you know, really focusing on, instead of focusing on us, um, focusing on the producers and how that makes what we do at Publican great. So we ended up, you know, this path from a, a restaurant to a restaurant with a butcher shop to a restaurant with a bakery, uh, we thought was fascinating, but it, it ended up being complex. Mm. Um, I mean, there are a lot of easy recipes in that book. Uh, There are a lot of difficult recipes in that book, but it's charcuterie, it's bread, it's all the things that we do at that restaurant that we're so proud of. Mm -hmm. And so it came out and uh, the book did well. It won some nice awards. Uh, The photography from this couple named Peden and Monk, they did Cooking for Good Times. They're brilliant. We love working with them. Um, And really this book was, so so I said, I want to do a cookbook about the food of Vivek. And uh, my publisher said, can't do another restaurant book. And we talked oh. about it a little bit, and it sort of morphed from a restaurant book to the food of Avec in sort of an, an entertaining and simplistic form. Mm-hmm. Really, the recipes are not 
um, any more simple than the food that we've done here at Avec for six, what is it, 16 years, something mm -hmm. like that. <laughs> um, uh, but the, it was really a backlash. Um, it was like, let's make a book where every ingredient can be readily obtained. So there's nothing in the book that you can't get at a normal grocery store. And most of the recipes are, you know, I guess my mom's vinaigrette method speaks to it. She would put all the ingredients in a jar and shake it up. <laughs> That's it. And so every recipe in the book is the, the jar method and it works perfectly. Wow. Um, you know, it, no, no, um, nothing complicated. A lot of master recipes um, with a lot of variations and kind of the philosophy the, somewhere in the book there, there's some some truths that we put forward. And it's really the truths speak to how to be a great entertainer, how to do things that you're comfortable with. Uh, really how to have a how to party at your own party mm -hmm. how to have a great time not be stressed out not take it too seriously and really be successful and so that's where the book ended up and of course it was a great excuse for me to go up to my cabin in the Northwoods for a month I love and the photos cook in here and it. cook and spend time uh, which I do every year at this point in my life but it was a, an excuse just to you know meld work and pleasure a little bit so and it worked out pretty good i feel like your read um your audience your fans because you have many of them they really get to know you in this book from the photos in your cabin from you serving you look like you're having fun with your friends and I then was. the stories that you weave in mm -hmm. with these recipes yep. um was this your idea to do that it, it, it was, you know, the, the way we do the books, we did the publican book this way, we did um, Cooking for Good Times this way, is we, we come up with a framework and we sit in a room and we just, you know, in a list of recipes, and we just start, we just start talking about um, experiences and stories. And I, I can, you know, once I get going, I'm a real babbler. And I, I, I have a lot of stories, you know, um, you know that, that things that I've, I've lived in my life up to now, you know, crazy stuff. You know, I rode... I rode freight trains around the country a few times when I was in college and, um, you know, did a lot of backpacking on the Appalachian Trail and just on and on and on, crazy stuff. Hitchhiked down the whole coast of California. Um, and a lot of it relates to food and, uh, uh, and, and my, my growth as a person. And so I'm, I, I like telling stories. What, I was just about to ask that. Mm -hmm. there, there, there is. You know, it's the story of the, the restaurant that we're sitting in right now, Avec. You know, my, um, before I met my wife, she worked for a company called Interventions, which was a, a methadone methadone clinic um, on South Michigan Avenue in Chicago. And she would sit in front of the building and have her lunch. And one day, these two gentlemen walked by with backpacks on, and they asked her a question, and she answered. And my wife's very jovial and talked more and more with these fellows, and they became friends. And they, she said, you know, I'll take you guys out to see some blues. You know, that's what the, the Swiss love. I mean, our Swiss friends love love the blues in Chicago. And she ended up becoming great friends um, with these two gentlemen. And one of them um, invited her to, purely platonic, believe it or not, swear, swear to God it was, invited her to tour around Europe on a motorcycle with him. And, and um, he had a girlfriend, right? I, be I believe it's, he did have says a girlfriend. in the book. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at any rate, um, you know, they, they, they toured around um, Northern Ireland at a real tumultuous time and um, they ended up they were in Le Mans France and they got in a horrific motorcycle accident um, a truck was actually passing a car on the wrong side of the road and took them out and my wife literally saw her life flashing before her eyes flew through the air landed in a bush with multiple compound fractures arm leg and they both got surgeries um, uh, Jurg Frainer the guy she was with I think it's Jurg. I get all the brothers' names mixed up. Lost the bottom part of his foot. Mm. Um, but the healthcare in Le Mans was not great, and so the Swiss 
um, healthcare system, medevac them out and brought them to Zurich for more surgeries. And she convalesced in this little town in the Alps called Geis. And it's a, it's a, you know, you look outside your window and there are giant snow capped, you know, like the Eiger sanction, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like giant snow capped mountains right outside, um, you know, the Vanderweg, all these walking paths, very, very picturesque houses, a little red train putting up the, the track to take you into town. Um, and she ended up convalescing there and she made uh, great, great lifelong friends there. Um, mm. uh, the, the, the biggest was a woman named Verena Kohler, who, who we're both great friends with. So fast forward, after I met her many years, uh, when it was time to take our first trip to Europe or my first trip to Europe, um, the first place we went was to Zurich, and then Franny picked us up, and we drove us. She opened a split of champagne in the car. There was like three feet of snow on the ground, and we drove two hours up into the mountains into Geis, and we got to her house, which is a really beautiful 400-year-old farmhouse, but not what you'd expect. It looks like this inside. It's sleek and oh. modern, has a barn attached to it where they have a wine cellar, and it's, it's just spectacular. The, the Swiss are amazing. And so we, we sat there in her kitchen, um, which has a, a wooden coal-burning hearth in it, and started to drink wine, and this procession of Mary's old friends started to arrive, and it literally lasted like 12 hours. Like, I, I remember jet lag, like, crying and laughing and falling asleep and <laughs> eating. And at any rate, we, we cooked food, and we'd put it in the oven, and we'd pull it out, and we'd plop it on the table, and people would eat it, and we'd go down in the cellar and open another bottle of wine, and literally we probably drank 30 or 40 bottles of wine amongst 25 people. And I got to, knew, to know these wonderful, you know, I got to share with these wonderful people that I'd never met before, mm-hmm. who a lot of them are, are my friends. Like one of them, uh, one of the brothers, Race Frainer, invited us to his house the next day for dinner. And we ate dinner and he's like, Paul, I want you to come see my wine cellar. <laughs> you know, very limited English. And he took, took me down there and literally amazing wine cellar and gave me like two cases of wine uh, that he, he'd pick bottles and, and put them in a, in a case and gave me two bottles and was still at a time where you could travel with, um, with liquids on the plane. It was, it was pre-COVID, pre-9-11. Mm. Um, and so I, I carried actually four cases of wine from that trip on carry-on. Nice. I, I wrapped them in, in twine and tape and put carry handle, carrying handles on them. So at any rate, that story is really where the idea for Avec came from. You know, Avec means with, and it's an analogy to sharing. And, um, you know, this uh, interview that I heard when I was a young cook, um, an interview of Alice Waters talking about, you know, the experience of eating being more about the person that's sitting across the table uh, than what's on the plate and and that that, uh, act of sharing. And that really stuck with me, and it's really been a defining characteristic in my career as a chef and as a restaurateur. Um, And so that's where the idea for Avec came from. I love that. I mean, I, I'm one of the people all this time. I love a vac, of course. All this time, I thought it was Mediterranean focus, and you explicitly say in your book it is American because you're from the Midwest. Yeah, I and mean, we we, we we go to the Mediterranean for um, inspiration, and mm-hmm. uh, it really are a lot of Mediterranean flavors. You know, we love to cook with olives and olive oil and lemon and um, capers and all those things. So I, I say it's American food inherently because. Um, it's American product. We're Americans. It's our interpretation of another cuisine, but I, I think it's American. And a lot of local ingredients. Yeah, always. You're listening to the Restaurant Inc. The Business of Food podcast. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, are you running a restaurant, working in the food service industry, or just a lover of food? You need to check out rfsdelivers.com. 
and see all the tools and insights available to you to help run a profitable food service operation. Want some new recipes to wow your customers? We have those too. Come see us at rfsdelivers.com and get the tools you need and the inspiration you crave. Running a restaurant comes with many challenges, and Reinhardt Food Service has the tools to help meet the needs of your food service operation. Check out rfsdelivers.com and find out how our team can help find more profits, build customer traffic, and create buzz around town for your growing restaurant. Get it right from us. And now back to our conversation. What are some of your favorite dishes in the book? I mean, I know you love everything in here, but I love all the sections, but there's got to be some favorites. I couldn't pick one. You know, um, the roast chicken chapter, it's a recipe mm. that I, we don't serve at Evac. It uh, was really based on um, a recipe that I found as a young cook. It was Joel Robichon's grandmother's roast chicken recipe, poulet grandmère, and um, sort of made it my own, uh, interpreted it on my own. And, you know, you, you, um, you stuff a, a chicken with vegetables and rub it with butter and olive oil and season it. And in the pan that you roast it in, you put uh, a split head of garlic and some whole chunks of lemons and rosemary and thyme and more butter and water. And you pop it in the oven. You truss it and you pop it in the oven. And, and through that process, you create this like incredible chicken gravy that's flavored with garlic and lemon and thyme and rosemary. And you baste the bird every 10 minutes or so with that, uh, with that incredible juice. And you start it on its breast and after a half hour you flip it and it goes for like you know depending on the size of the chicken between an hour and an hour and 15 and it's incredible I mean I, I think my wife and I probably make it at home once every two weeks I was just about to ask and it's just a go-to and then I, I, I actually when uh, my great friend and uh, amazing chef uh, Jonathan Waxman came to visit us up at our cabin a few years ago with his son Foster um, he taught me a trick that he does and I think we mentioned in the book where you save every scrap from the chicken you save the all the roasting juices in the pan you, you save the bones um, that you know from the roast chicken you mm -hmm. save the carcass um, and just cover it with water and and put it on a really low simmer uh, covered on the stove overnight uh, we have an ele we had an electric stove at the time up there so you could do that but it's <laughs> it's five or six hours at just the lowest simmer and and then you strain it and you, you you end up with this incredibly rich kind of roasted chicken stock that's flavored with you know, all the little bits of stuff that were in there. So it's killer. And we put it in a Ziploc bag and we freeze it um, and make soup and use it for other recipes and stuff. But um, I love that chicken recipe. You know, the pork shoulder um, chapter, mm -hmm. um, the brined and braised pork shoulder was a recipe that there's several recipes in the book that um, we opened Avec with, the technique. And credit for those, you know, the deluxe focaccia, the dates, um, the, the pork shoulder, credit for those um, has to go... Um, in part, in great part, to Karen Greveson, mm. who was the original chef de cuisine here. She was, um, I think she was my f second sous chef um, at Blackbird in the early days. Okay. And we really, in part, built this restaurant um, to, to get her where she wanted to go, to you know, further her career, to give her a restaurant of her own. And um, I mean, yeah, I had a lot of influence and we worked on all those recipes together, but Avec um, was really for a long, long time about Karen and her trademark is still all over it today so got to give her credit Spe hey Karen Spe oh, hey. <laughs> speaking of which I feel like your restaurants have been a launching pad for a lot of great careers and I mean Violet Hour yeah. um, Blackbird yeah, of course Violet Hour is a hotbed for Nick, the, the mixologist 
culture in the city and how often do you get to go over there you know um i'm not much of a cocktail guy really my cocktail is uh pour put an ice cube in a glass and (laughs) pour some really good rye or bourbon over it that's my cocktail i I like i love a good sazerac don't get me wrong but um it's it's you know it's it's i'm super proud of what they do over there i'm proud of what my business partners have accomplished but it's not really my scene i'd rather uh, duck and Big Star and have a <laughs> tequila and a, and a Tecate. That's simple, simple, simple man. And wines. I mean, the the, the wine pairings that you've done in this book. Mm-hmm. It's uh, did you were these all your ideas? No, that well? was Edward. Okay. Um, Edward, who's my business partner at Blackbird Avec and the Publican, mm-hmm. um, and has a really um, unconventional and unique approach to wine. I mean, we talked. I mean, the wine pairings are. It's not like go out and buy this nineteen. 19- 97 yes. blah 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 to pair with this it's more categorically and we you know we speak to the fact that rosé and champagne and uh, certain um certain wines just go with just about everything you know i've done a million champagne dinners over the course of my career and it's like why do we why do we pair anything else with food because you know champagne works with just about everything <laughs> and the same with rosé and uh, miller high life and just joking just, I, I noticed that just in the checking book too. to see if you're paying attention <laughs> <laughs> I love Miller High Life too. Yeah. What about desserts? You have a nice chapter on the desserts as well. Uh, it's a nice, but but short chapter because yeah, I noticed uh, again. Um, we have wonderful pastry chefs in the company, but um, for the purpose of this book, um, we wanted to put forth two techniques. One is a dish called a posset, um, which is something that I learned how to make from the talented and fabulous Dana Cree pretty cool ice cream, um, who worked uh, as our pastry chef at Blackbird for a long time and then at the Publican and then went out uh, on her own and opened up an incredible ice cream bar business that, that me and my partners all invested in. We're, oh. we're super excited. We're going to be rich one day. <laughs> Thanks, Dana. Um, but at any rate, um, she made a posset for me the first time, and it's really um, sort of the English version of, of panna cotta, if you will. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, it's essentially a sweet cream that's... Um, that that, that uh, hold hold has a huge amount of citrus in it. Um, uh, we do add a little bit of uh, gelatin to set it up, but it's really easy. It's two things to set, or three things that you combine together, and you have this incredible sort of clean um, vehicle to serve with fresh fruit or really whatever you'd like. And um, we we thought that was terrific and really easy. Um, and then the other one is a really really simple olive oil cake recipe that we using a lot of our restaurants and we love to toast it and serve it with mm. fruit or with, you know, Edward was there and Edward is a Nutella freak. And so we were <laughs> trying everything with Nutella, which everything's better with Nutella. Mm-hmm. Depends what country it's from though. You know, Nutella from different origins is different. Like oh. Italian Nutella is different than American Nutella. Each market gets, it's produced by someone else and they're all a little bit different. I did not know that. Yeah. If, okay. if you meet someone that really loves Nutella, ask them, what's your favorite Nutella? What country? And they'll, they'll be into it. They'll know. Huh. Okay. Anyways. Good to know. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, when I interviewed, um, when I interviewed Donnie Medea, your, your business partner, yeah. I put him on the spot, asked him this question. So I'm not letting you off either. So out of all the restaurants, out of all the restaurants and one-off hospitality group, mm-hmm. which is your favorite and why? First, let me ask you, what was his answer to that? <laughs> um, did he say Blackbird? He said Blackbird, but he kind of, you know, gave the politicians yeah, answer as well because it's, because it was original. Yeah, you know, I always go to first question I ask 
back to people when they ask me that question is, do you have kids? And no, they I say, don't. No. Well, and you guys have kids? Any of you guys have they kids? Do. Which one's your favorite? <laughs> how do you think that's good? <laughs> <laughs> how do you think that's going to, you know, when they hear you say that, how do you think that's going to ruin their lives? No, you know, I, 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 I really love them all for different reasons. Um, yeah, of course, Blackbird is near and dear to my heart. You know, I, I think about uh, our dearly departed business partner, Ricky. Um, I, think, I, I think about, mm-hmm. you know, it was like when times were easy. You know, we opened up that restaurant with credit cards and family money when you could do that. You can't do that anymore. It's just too costly. But I remember we, we got like a whole truckload of used equipment that we found in some warehouse. And Ricky and I scrubbed this three-legged sink in front of the restaurant to try to bring. I think we used it for like 20 years before we finally replaced it. Um, but, but, you know, based on like memories and uh, a, a time when life seemed easier and, you know, less less burden, mm-hmm. both financial and, and, you know, just in the, in the world in general, it just seemed like an easier time. So to that, I, I, I would sure say that Blackbird is uh, most near and dear to my heart, but every one of them um, has a ton of personal creative drive and stories behind it. You know, the publican, uh, my wife and I, and Thomas Schlesher and his wife, Claire, are architects that have designed all of our restaurants except for Pacific Standard Time. Um, uh, we traveled to Belgium and France together, and we we dined in beer halls, and we went to a million museums and churches, and that was one of the really the most memorable trips of my life. And mm-hmm. um, so, for that reason, I love the Publican. I mean, I I think I gained like thirty five pounds when we opened the Publican, just drinking beer and eating food, and you know, experimenting with the menu and stuff. So, from a health standpoint, I didn't love the Publican, but um, <laughs> but it, it, you know, and also that restaurant was born from a, a simple soundbite. You know, the idea started people were like so you got blackbird novak what's next what's next you know they would just bug me endlessly and i i came up with the soundbite oysters pork and beer and i'd run that by people and they'd be like well that sounds good <laughs> and you know at this point in the evolution of that restaurant we still do have oysters pork and beer but that's not even close to what that restaurant's about i mean mm-hmm. we have a pretty substantial vegetable focus there now and people in the know always say yeah you know what i do i go to the public and i order just vegetables it's terrific um, and I'm like, I love you. Um, <laughs> but that being said, um, I, I really don't have a favorite. I mean, when we're working on something new, that's really my favorite because um, I, I love the, you know, coming up with an idea. I love the collaboration between all of our partners and all of our um, everyone that everyone that's involved. And we bring we bring everyone in. Um, you know, there's no no pure genius in the group i think our genius is in great great sense of collaboration um danny always says there's no single individuals that's greater than the the sum of something like that i I don't know the exact line but uh, when it's a new a new project I, i get really charged and i kind of think about it almost every waking moment of the day and sort of go through all the details and think about how people will perceive it, what, what I want to eat ultimately, what other people, it's, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. It can be maddening too. You know, I, I, I lose a lot of sleep when we're uh, working on a new project. That's but genius at work. Yeah, right. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> One small part of the genius. Part of the genius club. Mm, but, the genius club. Yeah. But I, I think we have a, a definitely have a, an unconditional, un, unconditional, no. Un, you know what I mean? We don't do things in the normal way that people approach opening a restaurant. 
unconventional. That's the word that I was searching for. I think we do it a little bit differently. You know, all the players that we've worked with for so long, you know, Jason, Pick Jason Pickleman, our graphic designer, Thomas and Claire Schlesher, our architects, you know, Donnie, Terry, myself, Edward, um, and on and on and on. You know, Peter Garfield, everyone, everyone contributes in one way or another, and I, I hope that the end result is something that's terrific. It always is. Oh, thanks. It really is. Thank you. So I just want to thank you again, Paul, Chef Paul, for inviting us into your home once again in the VEC. We love it here. We love the space. And thank you for giving us that beautiful story about how it came to be as oh, well. cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. You can just call me Paul Paul, not Chef Paul. Okay, Paul Paul. Okay. <laughs> Paul Squared. Okay. Thank you. The Restaurant Inc. podcast is hosted by yours truly, Adasha Townsend. Produced, engineered, and edited by David Salvi and Jeff Zimmerman. Please like and subscribe. We are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thank you, foodie listeners. That's it for this edition of Restaurant Inc., the Business of Food podcast a production of Reinhardt Food Service. If you're looking for more resources on how to get and stay profitable, or you're looking for the latest trends in food service, go to rfsdelivers.com or check out our Restaurant Inc. magazine. Are you looking for new recipes and inspiration? Check out the Dish magazine, also on rfsdelivers.com. Tune in next time for another edition of Restaurant Inc. The Business of Food podcast. Like, subscribe today.